institutionalized. Institutionalized. I was reading this first reading this week and saw how God promises to set the captives free and heal the brokenhearted. It didn't strike me at all. It didn't strike me as something that I needed to hear. But it was because I recognized that perhaps sin has institutionalized me. Let me explain. One of the greatest movies of all time, in my humble and probably correct opinion, is the Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is a story of these inmates who live in a prison, Shawshank, and at one part of the movie, one of the longest tenured inmates gets set free from his sentence of life, and immediately when he gets out of prison, he takes his own life. And so the main character in the film, Andy, asks Morgan Freeman's character, Red, why is it that this man took his own life? And Red explains to Andy, it's all very simple. When you walk into Shawshank, you hate these walls. After a little while, you start to depend upon these walls. And then eventually, you depend upon these walls. The man who took his life, his problem was that he was institutionalized. And IMDb has this as the number one movie in its top 250 greatest movies, and it's probably because that speaks to a deep human condition that we all feel. Sin has institutionalized us. At first, we hate our sin. Then, we become comfortable with our sin. And then, we depend upon our sin. So much is our dependence that something as positive and uplifting as St. Paul's words, rejoice always, rejoice always, is something that we probably prefer to have on word art above our sink rather than actually do it. It seems a bit much to rejoice always. It's kind of like the guy that You know, you get to work in the morning and you're still getting the crusties out of your eyes and you have like, you have the good morning guy, the, you know, good morning, you know, and it's like, okay, that's way too enthusiastic for 8 a.m. You know, I just regret that I didn't press the snooze button one more time. And now you're telling me that I have to have this mandatory positive attitude to rejoice always. But... To rejoice always, in honesty for us, is a hard thing to do when we are attached to vice. Because it means that we have to be connected to God who is joy himself. And so I want to talk about three things that Paul brings up in this reading. And then three opposite things. Three that allow us to rejoice always. Three that cause us to be sorrowful always. The first, pray without ceasing, Paul says. What is it to pray? 
we could say to pray is to appeal to someone greater than us because we are not in control. To appeal to God. He's greater than us. We are not in control. And then the opposite of that would be to assume that I am in control, that I don't need help, and that if I get everything in order, then it's going to go fine. To pray without ceasing will lead to joy, and then to worry without ceasing will lead to sorrow. The idea that I am in control, I do not need to rely upon God, and that I've got this. That will lead to endless sorrow. Secondly, Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances, give thanks. That means to give thanks is to say that there's a gift that I'm receiving. I give thanks for gifts. But if I give thanks in all circumstances, I'm saying that everything in my life is a gift. Everything. That's a bold claim, but it's an utterly Christian one. Because a lot of times, life doesn't seem like a gift and it doesn't go our way. And we can see that very clearly in God's Son, Jesus Christ. Who it's very clear for us to see the plan A is not, listen, I'm going to take on human flesh and you are going to crucify me. Probably not plan A. But... Christ, who gives thanks in all circumstances, even in his passion. His crucifixion, that plan B, becomes for us our salvation. It becomes the center of our faith. And so, all things work for the good of those who love God, Paul says. And for that reason, to give thanks in all circumstances, good and bad, it's all gift. And that will cause us to rejoice always. We know then what the opposite is. To complain in all circumstances. To act like everything that comes my way is something I deserve. That attitude will not cause us to rejoice always, but to be sorrowful always. Everything is gift. Even the most horrible of sufferings. Because all things can work for the good of those who love God, even if it means simply being joined to Christ, crucified, suffered for us. And then lastly, Paul says refrain from every kind of evil. He says every kind of evil, refrain from it. Now that's hard, because I think for most religious Americans, Religion kind of works like this. I I do the thing that my church tells me not to do. Other than that, I go and find my joy any way that I want. The problem is that we allow ourselves to find joy sometimes in things that are evil. We're careless about foul language. We're careless about the way that we use substances. We're careless about the amount of just media that we intake. 
And that if it's not that big of a deal, then what's the problem? That's one way in which we don't refrain from every kind of evil. Another thing that the devil will try to do with us in regards to evil is, let's say we are trying to refrain from every kind of evil. But it's just hard. It just takes a lot of energy. Is that if he could, the devil would prefer us, if he couldn't make us to sin, than to make us miserable. To make us be sad. To say that it's just really hard to take on the whole Christian commandment. And if he can do that, then he knows that we can't be sad for long, and then we will fall into evil. This is the sin of spiritual sloth. And so the only way in which I can refrain from every kind of evil is to take on the Christian commandment of love God and love neighbor with joy. I can't pick up the weight of the cross if I don't have joy in my heart. It's going to be too heavy. The only way in which I can is to do so with joy. And if we do that in Christ's promise that his yoke is easy and his burden is light will ring true and it will resonate in the depths of our hearts. And so the Lord does promise us this ability to rejoice always. If we pray without ceasing instead of worrying, give thanks in all circumstances instead of complaining, and refrain from every kind of evil instead of being dejected, slothful, or let ourselves slack on the little things. And he does that and he speaks that to us even though we may have been institutionalized for too long because he comes to set the captive free and to heal the brokenhearted.